Welcome to the Girl Power Alliance podcast, where you're going to meet and hear from some inspiring women with incredible stories who are leading in business and in faith. We are on a mission to impact the world by empowering women to dream bigger through kingdom-minded mentoring and leadership. This is where women grow. Welcome back to another episode of the Girl Power Alliance podcast. I'm so excited to have my guests on today. We met on Clubhouse, actually, if you're using Clubhouse. Um, Let me tell you a little bit about this beautiful young woman. Lexi is the founder of Wine Courage, monthly gatherings around the country for women to be encouraged and encounter Jesus with a glass of wine. Lexi is a wife to Blake and a mama to Bear and Blakely. She is passionate about Jesus, hospitality, food, and community. Lexi is the host of the Wine Courage podcast and the author of Be Encouraged, Encounter Jesus prayer journal. Lexi's biggest dream was to own a retreat center slash wedding venue where people can experience rest and community while unplugging from the busy world. Um, I hope that you're still working on that last part of your dream and I will come. Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) Yay. Thank you so much. Yes, that is uh, oddly enough in process as we speak and just lots of prayers, please, for for that. Where? Um, We are in Central Florida. So it's in um, the the town that I grew up in, actually, Claremont. Um, And so it's about 20 miles west of Orlando and it is a dream that is on its way. We have no idea what is to come, but praying, really? praying through some big decisions. Yes. So do you already have the property? Do you already have, have you purchased it? Are you thinking about purchasing it? Tell me all the stuff. I am speaking way too soon, which is so me, but, um, we are in process of buying the property. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm okay. So after the podcast is done recording, I want to talk to you about this because I would love to host a retreat there or something like use your property when you're, when it's all said and done, it's a big, big part of the vision that I have for a number of things. So this shows that like, this is such, such divine appointment. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Sorry for the sidebar. Those of you that are, I love it. that are listening or watching. I, I read that and I was like, Oh, we have to talk about it. So let me, let me just, let me just circle back around. So we're doing these clubhouse kind of talks through girl power Alliance. And, um, we're recording this in February. It'll come out in June, but we did the, um, the clubhouse in February. So Lexi comes on and we start talking and I was just, I just love what she's doing. So of course, you know, I'm kind of a rebel. So I like to shake things up. I like to do things that are different. I think that the the institution of church, big C, and the institution of religion has separated more people from the love of Christ than anything else. And so, you know, you have these things that become like these hot button issues. So at its face, when you hear about a gathering of women in ministry coming together specifically so that they can drink wine, I'm sure that that raises some eyebrows. So I would love to hear like a little bit more about you where, what started this for you? And then we'll go from there. Okay. I am just so excited to be on your show. And I just have to, before I jump into that, just have to thank you for, um, just the stewardship that you take so seriously for your ministry and your business, because, um, we spoke about having me on the podcast and on the show and you were like, Hey, we do this, this interview kind of questionnaire before we have guests on the show to make sure they're aligned with us the way that we, um, 
that we believe. And so today, just before I got on this Zoom call, I did, um, I set up an interview and survey for my future host for this ministry because of our conversation. So I just want to thank you, um, for being so such a good steward of what God has given you. And I'm so excited uh, for this friendship. And so uh, to back to the question of kind of how did Wine Courage get started? I think that's what you, I think that's what you asked me. Um, Wine Courage uh, started with 12 women in my living room uh, in t- January of 2019. Uh, in the fall of 20, or in the fall of 2019, I had this night out with a girlfriend where we had a little bit of wine. We went to a comedy show and it was just two moms on the town and we had a blast. The next day I woke up and went to a Bible study and it was just really, really stale. And I had a blast the night before and I go to this Bible study the next day and I'm like, these worlds need to collide a little better than they're, they are right now. Like, why isn't Bible study fun? Why am I not laughing at Bible study? Why am I not being my whole self at Bible study? And I felt like there's this thing, like you said, how religion kind of separates more people from the love of God than anything else. And I think when we, especially as women show up, we are constantly filtering who we are, what we're going to say, how we're going to act, how we're going to present ourselves through this lens and this filter of Um, are they going to accept me? And especially in a church environment, like obviously everyone is out to please God, unless you're actively not trying to everyone, everyone to some degree wants to be in favor with God. Um, so when we add these church walls to it and these expectations, we just don't show up as ourselves and God just asks us to be ourselves. And he asks us to be sanctified and holy and, um, and pleasing to his call on our lives. But so often it comes with so much baggage and shame and guilt instead of with joy and conviction and invitation. And so our ministry is really just an invitation into God's presence through community, through reading of scripture, through conversations, um, and with a glass of wine in hand. And so we, we're just having a blast. We laugh a lot. We cry together, um, hope, hoping to be an imperfectly doing this, but being the hands and feet of Jesus. Wow. I, I love every single thing about this. And I want to connect you with my girlfriend. Her name is Brandy Barclay and she does something on the other side of the country. She lives in Arizona and she calls it, um, a power soul and they get together. She calls it the clubhouse once a month, they get together and they have, um, known to be having margarita night and like all these fun things and women just come together and they just fellowship and they have the best time. It's growing and growing every month. So there, there's something here um, so I want to, I want to get into what you're doing with wine courage, but I want to go backwards a little bit more. What, I mean, what did you, what's your background? Like what, what's your career? Have you, did you have a career? Have you been a stay at home mom? What, tell me kind of like what grew into this? Ooh, um, I was raised by entrepreneurs. So I think that there's just something in my spirit that just screams entrepreneurship. Um, my parents have just both been big risk takers and I've watched that. And I think that there's, something really liberating about watching, um, two people work really hard and work together. And so that was always kind of a dream in the back of my mind. I want to work with my spouse. I want to marry someone who not only shares a house with me, but shares a calling with me. And so, um, my husband and I just both have a heart for leadership and discipleship and mentorship. And so we, um, we kind of are the, I would say like the mini version of my parents, they own a property management company in central Florida. And so we are, we have a couple of rental properties ourselves. And so 
Um, so I would say my background is just being raised by entrepreneurs and Christ followers was a big part of, um, kind of my heart for also hospitality and generosity is a big part of just being raised by two people that had an open door policy. And I think that my heart for this kind of retreat center really comes from this, um, this place of having that as a kid and watching people, whether it was weddings or funerals, like my parents hosted these things in their home. Um, there's been, uh, marriages that have been saved. There's also been people going through divorce and it's all happened within their home and they live on a lake and they have a volleyball court and a pool. And it's just a really, really beautiful place to retreat and be loved. And so I, um, I just have this big, big heart for that. My back, my background professionally is a hodgepodge of things. So I don't even know if I could get into that, but I have a real estate background, event management background, hospitality background, um, nannying background, and God's kind of weaved all of these things together to kind of add up to what I'm doing now, which is women's ministry. But the funny thing, uh, Michelle, is that I never, ever thought I would do any kind of women's ministry because I thought I was better hanging with the dudes. Like I, in high school, I loved my guy friends. I uh, grew up wakeboarding and doing the dirt biking thing with them. And I was always terrible at it. Uh, so that should have been my sign that that was not for me, but I tried to keep up with them. And it wasn't until after college that God really just planted some really solid women, um, of faith in my life and surrounded me where I was finally starting to see, wow, this is how God designed me to do life. Not with a bunch of guys that, uh, we aren't, I mean, they're great. They're my brothers in Christ, but it's just not the same as the intimacy that happens with, um, with females. And so I think that there was a lot of undoing of, um, just some hard relationships in the past with females. And so, um, to speak to anyone who's listening, that's had any tough heartbreak of female relationships, like you are not alone. And to know, like, if, if God can have me ministering to women, like he can work in your life too, because I used to say, I hate girls. I, I, they're drama. They're this, they're that. And God has totally transformed my heart. And now I love women. Like I just love to be in their presence, to learn from them. I don't see this as competition. I see this as collaboration. And I, that's what I love about you. And we, we met on clubhouse and you automatically, it was like, I felt like the digital, like doors just flew open <laughs> and you were like, welcome to my life. I want to be in yours. I want you to be in mine. And, and we're going to figure out what God has for this relationship. And I love that. And so, um, thank you for being an example. Oh, well, I, I, so many things. First of all, um, you're amazing. <laughs> you're amazing. I feel like every, every connection that, um, happens digitally for me is a divine appointment. You certainly were. Um, and I want to speak into this that you're talking about with women. It's, I, I relate so much. I was very, very much a tomboy growing up. Now I was a super young mom, so I didn't get to like develop these years long relationships with anybody, male or female after like what would have been post high school, college and stuff like that. Cause I was at home breastfeeding my children cause I was a teen mom, but I have been wounded deeply by women over the years, um, in friendships, in, uh, business. And, and so, uh, you know, I have the fact that I am founded girl power Alliance, which is for women's empowerment literally is a God thing. So I totally understand that. 
Um, I have always worked with women. I always feel like that's where God circles me back. No matter it, no matter how far I try to pull away, he's like, no, 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 this is where you're supposed to be. And I kind of begrudgingly have just submitted to it. And really, um, when you've been wounded by women because of the conditioning, I believe that the enemy has put on us, like you said, we're in competition with each other. Girls, what's the typical thing that people think about women? We're catty. They call each other frenemies. They love each other, but they actually talk crap behind their back. And so this weird dynamic that has sh- has been shaped for hundreds of years, because I think the enemy knows this. He knows that when women align, supernatural, incredible things happen, especially when they have that common uh, denominator of an absolute submitted heart, humble heart, and love to service for Christ. And the enemy knows that if women actually knew, if we really knew and we took down all the barriers and all the stuff, if we knew what we could do together, we could change the world and it would change fast. And so um, I'm just excited about connecting with women like you who literally are so aligned with that mission. Thank you. It, it means so much. And I'm I'm on fire. And I think that if, if more women like us are willing to step up, it'll attract people to say, I don't have to live this way in competition with my friend, with my neighbor. I can actually work together to accomplish things for the kingdom. And um, exactly what you said is on our website. We say, um, we believe that when women love and support each other well, our world will change. And I am a radical believer in that truth. Oh my gosh. Uh, Well, on our website, we have the quote that said, when women rise, the world rises with them. And I fully, fully believe that. And so when you told me what you were doing, I absolutely loved it because one of the things that I feel is so important for today's woman, the, the, the modern Proverbs 21 woman, right. Is we need to break down all of this crap that has been told told to us, preached to us for so many years that as a Christian woman, you need to, and then there's this long list of things. Um, I think it is a beautiful thing that you're doing. I think it's very evangelistic because you may have women that just want to come for connection. Do you know what I mean? And just have a glass of wine with some cool chicks. And little do they know that like the Holy Spirit's going to backdoor them right there and he's going to come into their life in a mighty, mighty way. So um, tell, let's talk about the very first, your very first ever like official Wine Courage event at your home. Because um, it sounds like, you know, and this isn't this how God works. Like he'll, he, he here you go to this thing, you have this fun. And the next day he knew, and he's like, listen, this is like, just combine that. This is kind of what I have done with girl power Alliance because separate, but similar. I had my, my church world and I had my entrepreneur world. And I was like, this, these people need these people. And these people certainly need these people. And I'm not around anybody that's putting them together. Let's just put it together. And, you know, I didn't know if anybody, I didn't know if there was a soul in the world that was going to come, but I knew that it was what God was asking me to do. So I just kind of literally did it like, okay, God, <laughs> let's see if anybody else is out there. And, you know, there's a lot of us. So I'd love to hear about your very, very first, your very first event. Yeah. So at the time my, it was January of 2020. My sister um, was living with me at the time. I had a six month old and a two year old. And I, um, just invited half of my friends and half of her friends. A lot of my friends were moms. Um, 
busy wives, uh, staying at home. And then a lot of her friends were single or newly married and without kids. And so we kind of gathered not for the sake of, uh, we're all moms or we're all single or we're all this we gathered because we're women. And there was something really special about that connection. And we also gathered around, um, the importance of prayer. And so one of our, uh, big things that we talk about is our God moments. So we kind of go around and say like highs and lows, what's in, what's God doing in our lives. And so that's, um, a big part of our, uh, foundation and our culture. Um, another thing is just, uh, which actually I can't say that this happened in the first meeting, but after a couple of meetings, I was called out for in our group text, um, just talking about something I was frustrated with my husband about. And that was with 12 other women. And then it kind of started this chain reaction of, uh, all of us just kind of husband bashing or men bashing. And I had a separate text from a good girlfriend of mine that says, Lex, I see what you're trying to do with this community. And that is not aligned with your heart and your mission. And her calling me out changed the trajectory of this ministry, because now it's a key part of our introduction to the culture is that we do not gossip. And so it's a, it creates a welcoming environment, but it also creates a safe environment for women to know that when I'm, when I'm here, we're not talking about others. And when I'm not here, you're not talking about me and, and nor are we, um, are we creating an environment that is welcome, a welcoming host for gossip about our husbands or our bosses. Uh, it's really a place for self-reflection and to work on our personal relationship with God and our, our relationship with the women that are there. So I cannot say that that was night one, um, but it happened pretty quickly. And I think that that was a really important, uh, genesis of the group. And then, um, just this, um, really, really big desire for prayer, uh, was a big part of like one of the, the main, um, founding pillars. And we were using, um, Valmarie paper prayer journals, which are life-changing. And I used them for two years and I loved my prayer journal so much that I just launched one, um, this past month. And so now it's on Amazon and on our website, winecourage.com. Um, but I, we are big believers in prayer and, um, and, and God moving working with us through prayer. I'm, I'm so excited. First of all, I'm going to go buy that as soon as I'm done with this podcast. Um, but I, and so congratulations on that. That's really awesome. Thank you. Um, but I, I agree with you when it comes to prayer, you know, we, we were doing when girl power Alliance first launched, we were doing a monthly once a month prayer call, but I just felt like with the spirit 2020 was the weirdest year of everybody's life. And I just really felt like for, for me, I felt like I needed it. And if I needed it, other people needed it. So we do it once a week. And it's over Zoom, which is, you know, it's different in tech, you know, being, doing things over technology versus being in person. But I have to tell you every week, every week there is, God shows up so mighty with an answer to prayer. And sometimes like that day for women, it has been such a beautiful, um, just way for God to reveal himself to other people. And so I keep encouraging women, come on and like, put your prayer request, like put it out there because I have this thing I like to say. So 
I like to say, so everybody can get under the pinata. So you know what it's like, you go to a party, kids to hit the pinata, everybody takes their turn. And finally somebody breaks the pinata open, but everybody gets to eat the candy. And so it's kind of like that with your testimony. Like we're all praying, we all have this stuff, but when you share your testimony and how God has been, you know, has, has blessed you or answered a prayer, we all get to be blessed by that. So I'm always mm-hmm. encouraging. And it's, so I think it's awesome that you're doing that. And so can you like, I know women are listening. They're like, this is super cool. Um, so I want you to, before I ask you, I have two, a two part question. So first, what, what is your vision for wine courage? Because like, I know women are listening, like, well, I want to do that. How do I get involved? Are you teaching women to like, are you chapter based? Are you going to be? So that's part one. And then part two is, is your, are your events monthly, weekly, and are they structured? So answer that in any order you want to. Perfect. Um, I will go to the host question first. So we are training host over a one hour zoom call. It's very painless. We have, um, now as of today have a, um, application process. So that's a quick application about 10 questions or so that kind of gets to know your heart a little bit, why you want to host, what's your walk with Jesus like, why, um, why are you hoping to do something like this? And then we have a a one hour call sometimes in a group setting and sometimes on a one-on-one setting. And that is just to kind of equip you with what it looks like to become a host. And so giving tons and tons of resource, um, a lot of conversations about what it looks like to facilitate a gathering of women and to stay on track and how to honor each other. And we're teaching culture. We're teaching about the ministry and we're also equipping the host who is interested to start. There's no cost associated with hosting. And that is something that I'm really passionate about because I never want money to be a reason why someone is not involved in, um, in, a ministry like this. I'm not saying that it's never a right thing, but, uh, for me, um, at this time, um, for, for the, the doors are open and it's, it's, there's no cost associated with it. Um, it, they are monthly gatherings and it's about two hours. I usually meet on a Tuesday from seven to nine with my girls, you can meet a little longer, a little less. Um, I usually say the after party is where the good stuff happens. And so, uh, we meet from seven to nine formally and then informally from like nine to 2 AM. And don't let that scare you. If you're (laughs) like, I do not stay up that late. There are plenty, like 90% of the women leave, um, right at nine. Um, but there's always, um, really great conversations that haven't happened afterwards. So it's a very minimal commitment for a ton of kingdom impact. And I don't say that lightly and it's not because of me, but because of the faithfulness of God, he knows that in this season, there's a lot of busyness. There's busy wives, busy moms, busy career women. And sometimes we just don't have the ability to commit to something weekly, um, for whatever reason. And, and hopefully we're, you know, involved in the local church and gathering on Sundays, but beyond that life is busy. And so we want to create, um, an environment that feels like a celebration. And when we meet once a month, it really feels like a celebration. We're popping bottles. We're getting a glass of wine. We're getting a glass of champagne and we're hitting the couch and we're diving deep into, um, discussion. And this month when, as we're recording is February. So our topic is generosity. And so we're just talking about what does it look like to be faithful with our time, our talents and our treasures. And so it's just been really fun to have those conversations. And yes, as far as curriculum goes, we 
do have a monthly curriculum. I give um, a two-page host, host sheet to each of my hosts, and it has a video that they can um, watch. It's really quick, just telling the host my heart for this um, this message and kind of encouraging them how to structure their time together. There's an outline. Um, there's a ver- there's verses that they can read to their group and kind of study together and gives gives them some context and also some discussion questions. So it's very very simple um, to host and to facilitate, and we really try to resource our um, host well so that they can pour into others. Like what, when I, one thing I say a lot is we pour into you so you can pour into others. So if you're like, I love hospitality, I love hosting, I love wine, but I don't feel like I could pour into women or be a discipler. Like girl, if you said yes to Jesus, you are a disciple of Christ. And I just want to challenge you if you are like, if your palms are sweaty or you're starting to sweat a little bit, like you need to email me right now because that is probably the Holy Spirit speaking to you. But um, I just want to encourage you, like our um, ministry is not about calling up uh, women who already think of themselves as leaders, but calling out leadership in women who do not see themselves as leaders, because that's a humble spirit and a humble heart. And we would love, love, love to come alongside you as you serve and love the women in your life. And we have ongoing trainings and um, resources. And also we have a retreat coming up in June. So if you join us um, before June, I don't know. I think that this, you said that this is going live coming out in in June. June. Um, but I guess, I guess you'll, you'll meet us in, if you become a host, you can meet us in the 2022, uh, retreat or conference. Um, but yes, uh, lots of, um, lots of, uh, exciting things in the future of wine courage. The vision is to see this be nationwide and eventually, uh, worldwide if God willing. Um, but right now just focusing on growing it. We're in five States. We have about 15 groups going right now and hoping to grow. Um, my goal is in the next couple of years to be in all 50 States. I think your mission is phenomenal. I think it's beautiful. Um, you know, my, my entrepreneur mind is like thinking monetization, monetization, because at some point, you know, your resources, what you're doing, there's going to, there's going to need to be more. So sorry, that's how my mind goes. But I think what you are doing is so it's beautiful. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I think that, you know, I don't know if I told you this when we talked before, but one of the things that God told me at the end of 2019 for 20 for 2020 was that there was going to be a massive shift in the church. And I think that what you're doing is part of the shift because it's breaking down these barriers that as a Christian woman, we are supposed to look like X. We are supposed to behave like X, which maybe we are supposed to behave a certain way, but I don't think what, I think that what we're, amen, (laughs) amen, amen, and amen. I think that what we, what we are not supposed to do is we are not supposed to be anything other than who we are. And if you are a believer and you love wine, you know, as long as you're, you know, you're not out in the streets. You're not a wino. You're not taking from your family or, you know, any of these things. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. I mean, they drank wine in the Bible, although it's probably different than our wine, but still, um, you know, one of the things that that's very clear, I mean, Jesus turned water into wine for the, for the wedding, you know, that wedding where he did his first miracles, but I, you know, so there's barriers that need to be broken down. And oftentimes, you know, allowing, allowing somebody who maybe doesn't, she doesn't, she didn't grow up in church, doesn't really know anything about, 
um, you know, following Christ other than what she's seen on TV or heard maybe from people. So walking into an environment like this, that's so welcoming, that's very relaxed, yet still has some structure, um, some, some guidelines in it. I think what you're doing is amazing. I think it's going to blow up huge. I think you definitely have a, a global presence coming to you. Oh, thank you very, very much. I, um, yeah, just a lot of, lot of prayer. Um, I think so often in the entrepreneurial world or even ministry, people see kind of what's currently happening or what will happen. And they think, oh, this person just got lucky. I, I hear that a lot. Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh, they just, you know, stumbled into this. And it's like, yes, um, I feel, I feel very blessed. I feel very, um, unworthy but this is a prayer that I have been praying for five years. Mm. I started a retreat. I started a women's retreat company in 2015 with the exact same heart minus the wine. And I was like, God, why didn't this grow? Why didn't, why didn't this, um, blow up? Like why, why hasn't the, why didn't this get any traction? Like we hosted one retreat, it went so well. And then it just kind of like a, uh, deflated balloon just like died. And, um, it was a lot of prayer. And I think God was working a lot in me over the past, uh, five or six years to just prepare my heart for what is to come. So if you're that person that has that dream and it just hasn't come to fruition yet, do not give up. Um, unless you're just not talented in this certain thing, then keep praying and like ask people what you are talented at. I was just listening on clubhouse to this karaoke thing. And this is a total sidebar, uh, but they were letting people sing and then inviting them to this like next round. It was fascinating, but there was this one guy who just sang this impossible song to sing first and foremost. And then he butchered it. And that was their opportunity to share in love. Like, man, this is just not your thing. And that's okay. You, you have a thing. Let's just figure out what that is. But, um, so I don't know where that, where that came from or where that's going, but if you have a dream and desire in you, it's because God put it there. And if you have been told by people, um, how, how come it is so easy for you to do X or so easy for you, like hospitality, it just comes so easy to you. It's like that. I would really encourage you to spend some time in prayer and just asking God, like, is this something that you're calling me to do? Or sometimes it's out of our comfort zone and we feel ill-equipped to do it. And I think that there's like actually both. I would say it's like 50-50. Like 50%, I feel like I'm right in my wheelhouse. And 50%, I'm like, oh God, you picked the wrong girl because I'm so not. I mean, it's like this, what my husband says, it's like leading with confidence and humility. And I think that that's what, it's this balance that God just kind of keeps us in this, like, okay, I'm, I'm giving you enough confidence to move forward and enough humility to remind you that I am the main thing. Yeah. And so that you can't do this without me. It is a balance. It's an interesting, it's an interesting balance to, to, stand boldly and take the steps. So there's, there's that whole part of you and this other part, like what the hell am I doing? And uh, this, you know, so I, I fight it. I deal with that. I experience that on the daily. And it's funny because I was telling somebody one time she was reaching out to me, looking for encouragement because she was feeling very ill-equipped for what she was doing. And I was like, girl, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I shared some stuff. She goes, you feel like that? I was like, uh, yeah. She goes, I never would have thought that you, you have moments of doubt. I'm like, I'm still a human. I mean, I may move boldly forward, which is what you're doing. I may take bold, big steps, but that, that doesn't mean that on, on the inside and, you know, even here in my home, I'm like, man, I am not equipped for what I'm doing. 
I'm doing something right this second that I am completely not equipped to do, but I'm still moving forward and doing it. And, um, you know, I just, I literally plan on expect and, um, need God to show up. And I feel like it's that that's the sweet spot. Yeah. That's the sweet spot of where miraculous supernatural things can happen because he has given you skills, talents, passions. He's given you these things. Like he wants you to steward them and expand on them and increase on them. But I always feel like fear is what stops people from doing things. Fear, failure, fear of all these things. Right. But it's, it's fear is not necessarily a bad thing because you take these skills, talents, and then leaning into the fact that, okay, God, I'm going to do this thing. Don't know how the other side of it's going to work. It's this continued dependence on God. If you feel 150% confident in what you're doing, you're not stepping out of your comfort zone and God can't show up. (laughs) Yes. He he can't show up. Amen. I love that. I love, oh man, I love everything that you're doing. I really want to talk to you when we're actually done recording about, I'm sorry, my dumb dog, um, about your, uh, what you're doing with retreats, because I really want to host a retreat for girl power Alliance and, or maybe even radiant leadership or both. I'm not sure, but, um, so I'm, I'm like so excited for all the things that you're doing. Um, I, where I live in Temecula, it's wine country. We have tons of wineries here. So, um, I know that I'm coming I'm on for the real, plane. for real. We need to do like a wine courage event here. It would be, it would go over literally like gangbusters. We'd have so many women. Um, so we'll definitely have to plan something like that out here. You're just phenomenal. So, okay. So I know you've already said your website, but if somebody's looking for you, they're listening, they're like, I need this. I need to be a part of this. I don't know how it's going to look, but I think I'm supposed to do this. Tell them again, how they find you, where you're at on social media and all this stuff. Totally. So on um, Instagram, we're at wine courage. It's just one word wine and then courage, um, not to be mistaken for overly drinking, but wine and encouraging each other and encountering Jesus, uh, drink wine, be encouraged, encounter Jesus is our tagline. Um, so at wine courage, and then we're the wine courage podcast. And then if you want to email me, it's Lexi at winecourage.com. It's just L E X I at winecourage.com. And don't worry, all of that information will be available for you in the show notes and right below the video, you'll have all that too. And connect with her. This is a beautiful thing. And, you know, what I just want to say this one last thing about what Lexi's doing and you that are listening or watching, like we are not in competition with each other. This, we are not in competition with each other. Who you are is unique and beautiful and special. And God gave you specific things. And so reaching out to Lexi to to join up with what she's doing to create something in your area, in your home, um, there there is there's no competition. You have an absolutely incredibly diligent, um, obedient, humble servant that you will be reaching out to. I can I can tell you that about Lexi already. My my spirit just recognizes that in her and she's gonna guide you in the right way. So reach out, connect. Um, I know that I I truly believe this is going to be just an incredibly powerful ministry, even bigger than what you imagine. So thank you so much for what you're doing, who you are, your boldness, your tenacity, your continued uh, waiting on the Lord and then acting when it was time to act. I just uh, I just applaud you. Mm, Thank you so much. 
so many amazing things in that podcast from Lexi, such a young leader on fire for the Lord. I absolutely love that. We have a lot of women like that here inside the Girl Power Alliance community, and um, it's just such a blessing. If you have not already become a part of our membership community, all you have to do is go to girlpoweralliance.com. At the top of the page, click become a member. And we also want to welcome you into our free private group on Facebook. It's called GPA Inner Circle, Christian Women in Business, and everybody's welcome there. And we, we're a little different than other private groups because we don't have any other rules. We just want you to come in, be yourself, and connect with other women, promote what you're doing, and worship Jesus with your whole life. <laughs> I know a lot of groups have all these rules. We haven't done that yet. Maybe we will when we're a bigger group, but for now... We just want to connect and collaborate, encourage, and equip as many women as we can through all of the different avenues. At Girl Power Alliance, this is where women grow.